0: If there's anything this pandemic has taught us, it's how important technology is. You know, technology in my opinion is the connector. It's what allows the world to continue to function as we all navigate through the situation. You know, whether it be using telemedicine to treat patients, remote learning for school, and you know, and so on. So I think you know a lot of folks are realizing they need to get on board with things like secure collaboration technologies. I mean that is absolutely essential. And I think if you know if the last three months have not has not shown us that, then I'm not sure what will, right? Because it is it is definitely in front of us as technologists.
1: That's Cisco Chief Information Officer Jackie Gieshelar, on the critical role of technology and technology leadership in our current pandemic crisis. Like most CIOs, Jackie has been facing unprecedented challenges in recent weeks. As entire workforces have moved home, network usage has skyrocketed and security threats have mounted. But she's been pleasantly surprised by the ability of IT, her own team and others, to rise to the challenge in creative and inventive ways. This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco TechBeat. I spoke with Jackie about her best practices for organizations struggling to maintain business continuity under the most difficult conditions. She also shared some deep insights on how CIOs can lead remote teams facing their own steep pressures, both personal and professional. My conversation with Jackie follows another discussion on remote leadership with Mika Cross of FlexJobs and Stella Lowe, Cisco's Chief Communications Officer. I hope you enjoy part two of our podcast series. So, Jackie, great to have you. We appreciate your time today. Uh, Even for a company like Cisco, the jump from 20% remote workers to 100% has been challenging. What advice do you have first from the technical IT perspective in terms of meeting that sudden surge?
0: Well, first of all, it all felt very surreal to execute, to be honest. Uh, so it started with China. Uh, we then saw it make its way to Australia, uh, and before we knew it, it was the entire entire global workforce uh, literally within ten days. Uh, you know, and despite the fact that we have a killer network and robust security, you know, it was still really hard. Um, you know, to some extent, we had no idea that we would need to scale. Uh, as quickly as we did in the end, Um, you know, so what I would say is in terms of advice, you have to make sure that you really have the basics covered. Uh, So our strategy really was, first of all, to focus on securing our connectivity and making sure that we could scale that. And we had the foundation for that, which was great. You know, secondly, how do we expand our collaboration? And then finally, how do we expand that into the business application world um, to make sure that we look after our customers? Um, And then finally, you know, making sure that we were developing a business continuity plan, you know, in parallel with everything that was happening. You know, we didn't have a plan for this, um, but we do now, which is quite, you know, quite extraordinary.
1: And even especially for a multinational company like Cisco, you talk about sort of a rolling thunder effect here where, you know, it started in one region and moved to another and into another. So I guess you adjusted as it went along and learned along the way, I suppose, right?
0: Yeah, Absolutely, absolutely we did.
1: So you're talking to a lot of your peers lately and there's no lack of stress on CIOs right now. Um, What is your advice for them working under such challenging conditions as this to maintain business continuity, but also as leaders, leading teams that may be um, spread far and wide?
0: Great question, Kevin. You know, we are literally figuring this out um, and trying to do the right thing for our company and our people. You know, in, to some extent, Cisco is a is a company that creates amazing technology. Uh, we are in the middle of the network, the data center, the collaboration tools, um, and I've been getting a lot of phone calls around those topics from peers of mine. You know, some real examples. You know, Jackie. How do I deploy 20,000 laptops very quickly and securely as fast as possible? And we have shared some learnings, um, you know, with peer CIO teams. You know, equally, I'm calling CIOs and saying, look, I've got this business application. Is there anything that you know of that is similar that you can help me with? Um, So, you know, look, it's great. We are sharing um, as we have never done before. And honestly, Kevin, I just hope it becomes a new norm
1: a lot of things really won't go back to uh, the way we once knew them, will they?
0: No, they definitely won't. You know, I can't imagine technology ever being the same again. And, you know, and equally, you know, I can't imagine um, what this looks like. I, I, you know, I try and imagine it sometimes and and I can see a path of maybe we won't go back to the same way of working in terms of offices and working from home, but it definitely will not be the same again.
1: There's a lot of added pressures lately. Kids are at home. Elderly parents isolation, and suddenly leaders, including IT leaders, are managing teams remotely um, to a much greater extent than they're used to. Do you have any any thoughts on on that shift and how to how to do that as a leader?
0: Well, I think. Look, um, I would say a couple of things. First of all, you know, as a leader, when I look at my team there's two angles to that. One is, you know, the person, the human being, you know, how are you doing? And uh, I started asking my team, you know, in every single meeting, how are you doing? And they keep, uh, you know, they keep answering Kevin saying, well, my project, this and that. And I'm like, no, how are you doing? You know, and they've said, well, you know, my kids are here. I need to kind of step away and cook for them and help them learn from home. And it's tough, you know, so I think I'd say, first of all, look after them from a personal point of view, because everyone's got a different situation. It's either a child or a parent, you know, or they're on their own, right, or another situation. Secondly, I'd say just have empathy for your team, because I think at, at the moment, more than ever, IT is at the heart of everything that we are doing. And, you know, we will have outages. It's, you know, it it's unfortunately um something we won't be able to avoid but every single IT team out there are doing whatever they can to make sure that you know we keep the systems up and running so have empathy if there's an outage walk away stretch your legs have a little break is my is my advice and just uh you know just keep making sure you support your IT team because you know they are at the front line
1: it really makes a difference if if the company culture supports that doesn't it
0: oh god yeah i mean yeah absolutely Absolutely. I mean, not only that, I think, um, you know, the company culture, from my perspective at Cisco, I mean, it's pretty amazing. We went from making sure we could scale from 20,000 people working from home to 140,000, 150,000. In addition, we sort of said, you know what, we've got all these collaboration devices. How about we start to gut, you know, the tens and tens of um, buildings we have in the San Jose area and deliver DX8s safely to hospitals and communities who need them. And that and that kind of spiraled throughout the rest of the world, Kevin. So watching that, you know, volunteers from Cisco, um, using our technology, we know we're not going to go back to the office, so why not go and take those devices out and give them to people who really need them to keep our communities, our countries, you know, the rest of the world safe. So, you know, that kind of motivates us. Um, but, yeah, we are, we are literally um seeing things change every single day
1: we hear a lot about the courage of frontline healthcare workers EMS police and rightly so they're doing amazing things but a lot of IT teams are facing hardships of their own and sometimes even possible dangers i'm sure but they're doing what they have to do to keep businesses and society to a large extent, up and running at at this time. Any advice for that side of leadership, that level of stress that a lot of IT teams are under?
0: Yeah, so uh, what I would say, Kevin, is, you know, in addition to what I said earlier, you know, where people are volunteering, we are making sure that their safety comes first, right? So we are providing them with everything they need in terms of, you know, Physical attire and masks and all those types of things, as you can imagine, uh, to make sure that they are taken care of first and foremost. Um, and it's amazing, you know, when if you look around the world now, so people are being asked to volunteer and you think you're going to get 100 people, you get 500, you know, um, and it, you know it's staggering in a way how many people want to be part of that, but you have to keep them safe is what I would say. I know most people are thinking about that, but do that first, then figure out how are you gonna take out the technology and move it to hospitals because you need those people to be safe first and foremost. And, and Cisco takes that absolutely, you know, we, we take that really seriously.
1: Yeah, because we do hear so much about working from home and that's a huge part of this, but a lot of IT workers are still going out to the data centers, they're working with other teams from other companies and they're really, uh, they're really to be applauded at the job the job they've been doing. Absolutely. Another source of stress, Uh, nothing new. But human nature being what it is, there's plenty of hackers exploiting this situation today. There's been no shortage of headlines in in the last week or so. Any additional advice on how to manage those kinds of threats at a time like this?
0: Yeah, well, I would say, wow, right, Kevin? Um, Let's say this. Uh, CIOs have always uh, dreaded a situation where a security attack is imminent, right? And we all know that over the years that has become more and more uh, prevalent, I think, in our environments. Um, You know, first thing I would say is, you know, at, at Cisco, security is at the heart of everything that we do. And I'm sure for every other CIO out there that I talk to and I don't talk to, it's the same for them. You know, if I think about WebEx, um, you know, we've designed WebEx around the concept of collaboration without compromise. And I know that, you know, for other CIOs, they're doing the same around their environments. You know, I would say that you have to just uh, focus on it more than you ever have before. And that's hard to say because it was hard to keep up with before this happened. Now it just, you know, exaggerates the problem. You know, so, for example, in the month of March, our normal WebEx usage went up from the normal usage to 2.5x, to 4x, to 3x, depending on the region, APJC, you know, Asia, PAC, uh, Japan, et cetera, EMEA, um, you know, which is pretty staggering. So in order to scale at that level, you need to make sure your platforms are secure. If they're not, you know, and and I were you, I would double down on that fast. Um, That would be my advice. Um, And we all know we don't have it perfect, and security requires a lot of investment, But that's an area I would absolutely double down on. You know, equally, when we look at the types of um, preventative actions that we are taking, where, you know, we're looking at our load balancing, we're phasing the way that we scale our network, um, we're segmenting user types such as mission-critical groups like healthcare and government, which I think is absolutely important in these times. You know, so depending on your business, just make sure that you've got a handle on how you do that, right, from capacity to user groups and segmentation, because I think that's more important than ever.
1: Certainly is, yeah. Another thing that's that's coming up lately in this, this current situation, organizations that have digitally transformed the most have fared the best in this crisis, I think it's safe to say. How will that influence thinking and strategy moving forward?
0: So, Kevin, my view is, um, I think, you know, if there's anything this pandemic has taught us, it's how important technology is. You know, technology, in my opinion, is the connector. It's what allows the world to continue to function as we all navigate through the situation. You know, whether it be using telemedicine to treat patients, remote learning for school and, you know, and so on. So I think, you know, a lot of folks are realising they need to get on board with things like secure collaboration technologies. I mean, that is absolutely essential. And I think if, you know, if the last three months have not has not shown us that, then I'm not sure what will. Right. Because it is it is definitely in front of us as technologists, you know, and we're still learning. You know, this is a new world for all of us, Kevin. And I think uh, we have to keep learning if, uh, you know, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah, all the things we've been talking about, flexibility, agility, fast response, you know, transparency, they're all the really the critical capabilities that are needed right now at a time like this, aren't they?
0: Yep. Yep. Spot on. I couldn't have said it better myself.
1: So this has been great, Jackie. Um really appreciate your 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 thoughts at a you know a time when when you're as busy as you are. But, you know, just in closing, we've heard so much about the future of work, and now it's here, ready or not. Any final thoughts on what we can expect moving forward into the post-pandemic era and some of the lessons we can take into the future? People will be, you know, working differently, um, connecting differently, thinking differently. So many things will be reimagined. So just your final thoughts on where we're headed.
0: So, Kevin. You've left the tricky question to last. I love that. I love that about you. Thank you. Um, so, look, here's what I would say. I think it's a, probably a little premature to make predictions, um, though. I, you know, I think we all realise we're probably, um, you know, going to see more remote working in the future. Uh, what really stands out for me, you know, is how much everyone is stepping up to help. First of all. You know, secondly, we're partnering with unexpected folks, you know, and doing things like 3D printing face shields in our Cisco factories. I mean, who would have predicted that when I joined Cisco? Um, you know, I certainly wouldn't have. Um, but you know, that, that kind of feeling of togetherness, um, I really appreciate and I hope we don't lose. Um, I can't predict the future, but as we find a solution to COVID, which I am absolutely convinced we will, um, you know, I hope we don't stop helping each other. So I would say, you know let's focus on that and let's figure out what this recent event in our history is teaching us and try and take that forward. Um, so yeah, I'd probably leave you with that. Thank you, Kevin.
1: That's a great thought because you know I was thinking a little more about technology, but you gave a wonderful answer about company cultures becoming more conscious. and I think that's mm-hmm. that's really a great direction, something good that may come out of this, this terrible tragedy.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, Kevin, the my, you know, final thought from me, we covered this earlier. I think, you know, as technologists, you know, when you are going through big changes in the industry or in your job or in your company, you know, implementing technology I always say is the easy part. The hard part is the cultural part. How do you get people to jump onto a new platform, embrace a new platform when they've worked in a certain way for 20 years? But look at us now, right? We are embracing technologies and no one's even thinking about the cultural impact. They're just doing it. And there's something about the current crisis situation that kind of inspires me in a way which, you know, which is, um, there's this thing that's happening in the world that we can't control, yet we are all changing the way that we work and we're all learning about ourselves, you know, about how we work with each other and about the communities, you know, and the world. So I think there's some secret sauce in there, Kevin. I haven't quite put my finger on it yet that I want to explore for sure.
1: This is Kevin Delaney for Cisco Tech Beat. My special thanks to Jackie Gishelar for a fascinating discussion. And here's hoping that your team stays safe, connected, and secure. If you'd like to hear more Cisco Tech Beat podcasts, subscribe through your favorite podcast platform. And feel free to leave a comment. We'd love to start a discussion.